even in this pandemic period we have hired seven designers so far and based mm. on demand we generate we are looking forward to hiring as many as possible You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast, the show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kaig. Alrighty, folks. Today we are fortunately chatting with Junid Ansari, founder of Drafts.com. That's Drafts with double S. Super interesting. I engage him knowing their, a little bit about their story regarding how while most are dialing down their operations, Drafts is aggressively growing and not just in terms of generating demand, but also in terms of generating supply. So thanks for being with us, Janid. Can you tell us a bit about uh, yourself, a bit about your background? Hi, Alan. Thanks. Thank you for having me out here. I, as you explained, I'm Junaid Ansari, co-founder of Drafts.com. So we, before Drafts, we have been running an agency which was into design. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after making a lot of mistakes in this uh, while running the agency, we pivoted into a model which was more into subscription-based. And uh, that's where the inception of Drafts came into place in 2018. By education, I am an MBA and I mainly take care of sales and marketing and customer support within Drafts. Mm. And being a founder, just about any other thing you know that comes my way. So uh, your background is in business and then now you're in the intersection of design, um, web development. I understand you guys do WordPress, a little bit of front end. You must be working with a more technical co-founder. Is that correct? That's correct. So my co-founder, Amin Memon, he takes care of the complete tech and the design vertical as well. Sweet, sweet. All right, buddy. I, w- I wanted to ask you, what are your uh, thoughts on the implications of COVID-19 to business in general? Does anything in particular stand out? Oh, COVID-19 is such an unfortunate event that, you know, nobody could have predicted. Businesses do prepare for uncertainties, you know, at some point of time. But uh, this is something that is beyond preparations, I would say. It just happened to affect, you know, one set of companies who would benefit from this. So, for example, you know, video conferencing or remote working tools. And another set of companies like hotels or travel bookings that would be very severely, you know, uh, affected with this. And there would be some which would be in the, under neutral lines like ours where, you know, some companies would like to cut down on their cost and don't not spend on market uh, on designing at this space. Whereas some companies would take this time out to get their creatives done and prepare for, you know, once the lockdown gets over. So all of us would be in a very affected in a very different way. And we are just trying to, you know, float through this, making the best possible you know, way out of this, best possible outcome. That's an interesting perspective. I understand you outlined some businesses that are like more positively affected. Of course, there's like entertainment, the likes of Netflix, there's a surge in demand. And there are those who are unfortunately facing difficulties like the hotel industry, restaurant industry. 
I kind of thought that your personal perspective was your own industry at drafts would be in the sort of positive side of things. But interestingly, the way you frame it, you reckon that your business is in a neutral position, yet while being in the neutral space, you're dialing down and getting more aggressive. Is that a fair interpretation of how you see things? Uh, I would say if, if I'm a company who has a, uh, an expense of a lot of employees within, so I would like to right. recruit people whom I can you know, dispose as a business. So what companies are doing is they are trying to you know, let go of people who, who are a bit unessential at this moment. So which is leading to a lot of designers being, you know, kicked out of companies and these designers are going jobless and people are facing some troubles, you know, with respect to running their homes. And this is where exactly drafts is coming in. We are trying to get these people on board. We are trying to, you know, give them a livelihood uh, and to generate more demands. We cut down our prices simply to make it more affordable to more and more audiences. So we are, you know, uh, even in this pandemic period, we have hired seven designers so far. And based Sweet. on the demand we generate, we are looking forward to hiring as many as possible. That's a, that's a great initiative. I understand that's based on what I learned about you prior to our chat. I understand your motivation has to do with giving opportunities to those who are displaced by the situation. That's correct. Is that correct? That's right. correct. Absolutely. So all of us are trying to make, you know, out of this pandemic and most of us might not be fortunate enough who who have their finances to, you know, keep their house running without working anywhere. So we are trying right. to get these people on board and trying to support them in the best possible way. So even if we have to cut down our own profitability or our own costs and then uh, provide the customer at an affordable price, that is what we are you know, doing here. So at least we can support the livelihood of these people who are affected. Right. And, and that makes a lot of sense because what's happening is in-house staff, they're the ones getting paused or getting let go. So it's like you at drafts, those who are displaced by their in-house positions, they're now coming from like an agency or a service kind of perspective and then they might serve the same customers at the end of the day but in a different kind of format i think that that's a great kind of segue to, to another um, point i wanted to ask you regarding your work setup and, and that has to do with the w traditional work setups of bigger more established companies who are typically who typically have to support costs like office expenses and whatnot can you tell us about how this whole quarantine lockdown period might have affected your collaboration? Did you used to go to an office and then now it's a little bit more remote? Yeah. Sure. So we had a full-time setup where we worked from our office. And uh, this has been going on for the past couple of years that we have a full-time office and everybody works in a full-time uh, thing. But in, in between, when uh, we tried hiring a lot of designers, we almost exhausted all the options that were available in our city. So at that point, wow. we, we felt that, you know, this, this kind of a model isn't scalable. So what we tried doing it at that stage is we had the essential members within the office working full time and the designers who, who we worked with us, we let them work remotely. And we were trying to manage that somehow and experiment what works best. Then we also started hiring uh, designers from other states and again, letting them work remotely with our process. 
so we you can say we have experimented a lot with respect to uh, working full time with an office and working uh, remotely and that is the reason why we have why the transition from a full time office to a remote during this uh, uh, pandemic period did not take much effect in the whole business synchronization so your remote work and remote uh, kind of recruitment setup that's been in motion before the lockdowns that's correct so as mm. i was explaining that you know we have been trying and experimenting you know a few things which which kind of a setup works best for us one of the another primary reason for this is that the real estate cost where we are living which is mumbai india is pretty high so it makes sense for us to find ways better alternatives that you know helps us keep the costs low as well as gives us flexibility where you know for events like these where you know we can uh, we can deal with it or you know we can survive through it without you know having much uncertainties within the processes I see but fortunately it was a, a proactive kind of thing so it's not like you were caught unprepared right you were doing this ahead of time while others were kind of forced to going remote um without even thinking about it in your case you have been experimenting with it so it just kind of made it uh, a little uh, more suitable and and how is this whole remote operation going for you compared to your prior setup where uh, you used to go to an office that's correct so i would just call it a luck of stroke that you know it it worked <laughs> out for us at the stage we didn't really think of something like this happening we were just trying to scale <laughs> <laughs> okay so you were trying to go remote but not fully right and then now you have been 100% remote during the lockdown season right that's correct absolutely So we and are it's going well. Yes, it is going well so far. <laughs> so we are trying to work out on what is the best way that you know we can make and further optimize this uh, remote and full-time working. So currently what we are planning is only like like we did earlier only having the essentials people in the office and then re- rest of the designers and developers can work remotely. Interesting. By essentials, so what are we referring to admin people? So essentials would be project managers, sales, marketing, customer support, and the whole team. Right. So, so there are those roles that are best if you kind of go face to face every day, or when the lockdowns are lifted, is that going to be like a three times a week kind of set up at the office? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again, please? When when the lockdowns are lifted, do you see yourselves? with the code and code essentials kind of group will everyone report to the office every workday or is that maybe like going to be half of the week kind of thing uh to be honest lockdown has already started lifting from today and mm. uh, yet we are taking some time to let people you know uh, open up everything say for example trains are not you know available at this stage but mm. local buses and uh, four wheelers and two wheelers are available So we are just waiting for the complete lockdown to open and once that opens then we are going to be in the position to decide you know how whether it is going to be alternate days or you know half team you know working on one day and half team working on another we have to basically again experiment at this stage on you know what kind of combination works best and then decide how we are going to plan out ahead to be honest so so the uh, remote work decision has to be made eventually 
but so far it's so good it's uh, it, it's still working out the past month or two that you've been collaborating with everyone remotely that's correct so 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 far that we are working everything is working out smoothly and uh, how further we, we are actually even thinking on you know how we can work completely remotely <laughs> but okay okay it, it is it is always better that you know you have somebody who is working you know full time from office because it is much easier to communicate say for example if there is a designer and i am seeing what design is being created i could just guide the designer and oh you know you can do this you can do that you can do this you can do that whereas in case of a remote collaboration you know you got to you know get over a call and then you know explain things and then make him understand and so that becomes a bit of uh, more time consuming as compared to having somebody out here on a full time basis where you explaining him stuff but of course uh, working remote gives us the flexibility and you save time while traveling so you won't have to spend an hour you know coming to office and then going back home rather you can have that one and a half hour of rest and then you know sink within 15 15 minutes uh, so that's how we look at it right yeah each uh, approach has its own kind of uh, set of pros and cons that's correct let's shift gears and talk about your communication and collaboration with the stakeholders and clients it's one thing to go remote with your own team it's another to coordinate with your clients how much what's your contact like with your customers how much of them would tend to see you face to face or have a phone call with you or whatever it might be in terms of the sales process are they warm leads within your network and then as you maintain the relationship is it pretty smooth to uh continue the collaboration online especially knowing that drafts is a subscription ongoing service mm-hmm. so uh, i would say it's a mix it's a mix of both the first set of customers would be people who would just come across drafts through you know uh, online google searches or you know some uh, social platform like indie hackers reddit or hacker news and then they would connect with us they would go on a call they would understand our proposition better and how we can fit in their requirements and uh, sail the boat a uh, second set of customers would be people who are referred by existing customers people who loved working working with us people who uh, you know loved the creatives that we did for them and uh, they referred a few customers and these people are the ones who are, uh, who, who start working with us so i w- i would say that it's it's a mix of both of these uh, majorly Right. And and how is your remote coordination going with them especially with the account managers? Is it uh pretty easy? And is this group like uh, your clients, do they tend to be local within your city or they're like from other states or around the world? So majority of our customers like 95% and above are international customers. they are not local that is one thing right Second, we whenever a new customer signs up with drops we assign them a project manager who uh, would connect with them remotely introduce themselves and then you know uh, suit to their platforms on what they preferred for communication so some people would prefer slack some people would prefer notion airtable and you know whatever convenient software they preferred for communication we got over a call with them or chat with them and then ha- that that's how we used to manage uh, projects even before the whole pandemic period i see so it's always been 
it's always been the way that uh, most of your clients are international so inevitably it's already remote work remote collaboration and i reckon that your clients tend to be remote work savvy because in the first place they engage you and you are from another state or another country so they're already pretty used to it so they'd have workflows existing workflows and existing tools like slack and notion so uh, you don't have to kind of coach them about remote work is that correct that's absolutely correct so even if somebody who is not well versed with the remote setup we would guide them on you know the most optimal management which would be like a slack plus trello combination where you know you're communicating everything on slack and managing projects on trello or just slack alone so anybody who who is into tech who knows how to purchase anything online would be aware about some platforms whether it is whatsapp whether it is skype telegram or slack or any other you know communication or you know project management tool so it is as simple as if you can email you know it, it is easy for that customer to work with us the most simplest right. process that we follow right so in a way it's sort of self selecting like if they engage with you they are usually remote work friendly but there are those uh, few customers who are not very used to that workflow so you onboard them with a project management kind of toolkit with their go-to tools slack and trello and then the account manager will guide them through it so yeah so a project manager would be the person who takes care of all the communication between the designer developer and the client so it is right. always one point of contact who takes care of everything so the way we work at troughs the kind of uh, perception that we have or uh, the process that we have more importantly is that whenever there is a particular task we try to make do the best possible result for that particular task so for example if there is somebody who is requesting for a logo design then we give it to a designer who is specializing in that area so a designer who only does logo design within troughs if it is something related to you know uh, web uis or app uis or dashboard uis so it goes to a person who only does ui ux within the company so we feel that you know one designer cannot be uh, the best for all the task so we try to specialize designers and we try to assign them tasks that they do best and uh, this means that if if if, partic- if a particular client has different types of tasks that needs to get done he cannot communicate with 10 different designers therefore we assign one project manager who takes care of communication with all these designers so that the client won't have to do that so this this is how we have worked out our internal process over the years of our experience uh, which has been generating the best possible results for us till date that sounds great you have a single point person for the relationship they talk to one person who knows the history of the account who knows their work style who has access to their slack or their trello or or their notion and then internally at drafts you are able to as- assign the work and and pick and choose the right specialist for the particular order absolutely so the the delivery you are in control of how you want to do that and from the client's perspective it doesn't really matter who works on this right what matters is you told me that these are the things that drafts is able to do you are my point person the project manager the account manager and then they tell the account manager the project manager 
what they want to order next and then you at drafts will produce it one way or another in a way that's sort of invisible to the to the buyer as long as they communicate with the one method one person that they're comfortable with that's correct so as long as the the the, the client gets the results the client is happy and the project manager is you know always ab- available to go on a call to understand the requirements better to explain to present what has been created with what thought and all that kind of thing sounds great so you have this project manager who understands the work they don't produce the work but they understand the work well enough and have this history of communication with a client and is able to adapt their communication styles and tools and whatnot to keep the client engaged. And then you have a separate sort of production team who can manage uh, different kinds of orders, whether there is a particular type of design, illustration, or like a logo. Yes. And, uh, so, uh, these designs... These project managers are themselves as art directors who understands design, who have been designing. But their role in this company at this stage would be only to communicate with the client and uh, the designer and suggesting them ideas or, you know, uh, explaining them on what exactly the client is looking for and what can be created to uh, facilitate the results to the client. Excellent. So they can specialize. These um, individuals... Their art directors, their project managers, and while they can do the work themselves, you keep them within their specialty so they have momentum and they're skilled at engaging a client to keep them retained in their recurring, recurring service. That's correct. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, I wanted to shift gears and ask you, what is one thing about work or remote work that you feel strongly about that people don't appreciate well enough <laughs> That's a good question so I, i'll try to stick it to to the design domain and here's one thing that you know i i feel that comes up every week almost so mm. uh, we at design we specialize in you know creating you know lots of different creatives whether it is you know something related to the looks the feel the ux and things like that and what i feel that you know when so whenever there is a particular project, we try to provide multiple options to customers. So these options would be, you know, uh, split across, you know, various styles, various categories. And we try to show them various options on, you know, what would look best to the customers. And the customer goes with the designs that look the best appearance wise, whereas the designs that are more importantly, which are functional, are being rejected by the clients. So say, for example, if we are creating a website design or a web page or a landing page, we, we create the design based on certain understanding on how the customers are going to react with the whole page, whether the, the user is engaged with some particular section. Uh, but the customers leave aside the functionality part of it and they focus more on the appearance part. Oh, this looks bright. Oh, this looks great. Oh, this mm-hmm. looks fancy. And they would go for it. And then we have to spend some time in explaining to the customer that, you know, why this design looks good. But I would recommend that you take a look at the other design, which is more functional, which is more usable. Because at the end, the only reason that you're having a landing page is to increase the conversion rate. And the functional part of design is going to be the one which is going to result in that. So I think that that is what one thing is that people do not appreciate that 
functional designs are more important <laughs> than the appearance of the design alone appearance wow. is important but not alone and uh, that sounds great and tying it back to remote work i think the critical skill in there is when you communicate when you present especially if you produce multiple options and the client goes like hey you presented that option to me and it's available and it looks good to me then i'm going to choose it i think a critical remote work skill here is to guide the point of view guide the 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 audience your customer your stakeholder who is not there to review your maybe two or three logo or or app dashboard options about the thought process because they're not beside you as you are presenting them and you presented that option so i reckon that it's critical to add perspective and not just present the a uh, piece of deliverable to share with them the thought process and say hey we want option a not not option b and c because it is better from a functionality standpoint and i reckon that's a different skill from the skill of design communication is a key factor of design or whatever it is or whatever product you produce because from the outside judging a design decision is very easy everyone can have their opinion but there is so much more that's going on in there from a deeper uh, more philosophical perspective more strategic perspective whether it's considering the user flow or whatever it might be so uh, a quick question for you Janine how do you reckon your team can better communicate the thought process so that your clients will choose the best option for their business and for the user okay so i i i answer this question while also addressing on you know two ways that this can be done so there is right. there is one way where you know we create four or five different options and when then we give it to the client and we we like hey you know which one do you like best that right. is not what the client is hiring us for you know uh, yeah. if the client knew what they wanted they wouldn't be they would just be giving instructions <laughs> this they would have done it themselves yeah, yeah yeah they would have done done it themselves or given instructions okay i want this they, they would have narrowed it down yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> us as a creative agency where they want to know more about you know what we are doing for them so what we do instead is what we we present them five different options we describe each and every option okay this is what our thought process has been while designing this and these are the pros of this design and these are the cons of this design so uh, among these five options which one is more closely represent going to be represented as your brand so this this is what you know our project managers has been doing so far and we consider them as one of the most important role within the company right right so it's the job of the project manager as the communicator and sort of art director and sort of um account manager to frame the options that's correct there's a production team that creates the options and sort of passes the work to the project manager along with some notes regarding why there's a fourth version fifth version and what's the differences and pros and cons and then it's going to be up to the project manager to kind of sell the best option 
Correct. So, uh, even the in the whole design phase, the project manager is an essential part of the design. Say there is a, a logo design task that is supposed to be done. So, the project manager goes to the designer, instructs them with the whole brief, design brief, the communication he had with the client and everything. And then the designer prepares, you know, 20 sketch options and the project manager would shortlist, you know, the top 10 out of them and then give it to the designer. The designer would f- further make these 10 designs and then again show it to the project manager. And then again, the project manager would guide the designer into, you know, filtering these options better and making them, improving the quality of these designs. And then the final four designs are the ones which are going to the customer. So the whole workflow from the, you know, understanding the brief from the client, explaining it to the designer, being part of different phases of the design, exploring various opportunities or, you know, ideas into different domain, and then presenting the final results to the client. The, the whole part, whole process is taken care by the project manager. And that, that is why the project manager is the right person who can communicate well to the, to the, to the client. Right, right. Sounds great. I reckon a takeaway here is that it's not all about the work. It's critical to explain your work very clearly and frame the right decision making. And being a design service provider, it's not all about giving them five options. It's also about communicating how you got there and which option you suggest is the best for the client. That's just a separate skill. Yes. Sounds great. All right, Janaid, where can our audience uh, learn more about you, connect with you, or the business? Uh, the audience can connect with me on Twitter. It's slash Junaid Ansari. Or they can find our company on Indie Hackers, you know, drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S-S. Double S. All righty. Thank you very much for this chat, Junaid. Thanks for sharing your insights regarding how you are navigating the lockdowns and beyond and your thoughts on design. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much, Alan, for having me out here. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.